everyone, welcome back. My name is Claire and I'm so pleased you're here for another podcast episode. I'm sat here recording this, I'm looking out of my office window and I can see the, the colours left over from the summer but I, I know that yeah, the, the leaves are going to fall and it's going to be nice and cosy and that, that's literally just around the corner. But before we get nice and cosy, before we you know, pull on those onesies, I'm going to introduce you to Arielle today. So Arielle's a, a wonderful lady really truly inspiring lady that has really rediscovered that that ability to to pull on that that mental strength that physical strength through boxing so i think when we use those words gym and boxing it's we start to think about being bulked out being being ripped up and actually there's a lot of misconception around what what that can do to our bodies especially when it comes to to losing weight and it's not a case of of being ripped up bulked out you'd need to do a lot of work to do that trust me you'd need to do a lot and just take a look at Ariel over on my Instagram and you'll see that she's lovely um, she's she's slight she's quite slim but you'll see that wonderful tone in her her body in in her arms and I think that when you listen to this podcast episode today that you'll really connect to that that mental strength that it took her to leave that that relationship with a narcissist and how she was able to really home in on everything that she'd learned through martial arts and and to take that forward to even go in and set up her own gym her own boxing club where she's now helping other people that are really struggling to really connect to their inner strength and allow them to connect to their physical strength too um, so it's quite a new episode for, for this podcast, but I've brought these guests on purely because I know the storytelling behind this is something that's going to really help to motivate you. And Ariel's got, got a little one, she's got a young one, you know, she's got a partner, uh, she grows her own vegetables, she's, she's, all, she's amazing, she's truly, she's, yeah, she's all singing, all dancing. And I just want you to just really connect to the message around this story, because I think this is something that will really help you. And maybe, you know, boxing is something you've never even thought about never considered and i hope that by listening to this episode today that'll give you that that a bit of a, a thought about okay stepping back inside that gym or even stepping into a boxing club which i know would welcome you with open arms so take a listen let me know what your thoughts are on this episode and enjoy welcome back to another episode of Simming stories i'm so excited to welcome ariel to today's episode welcome Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so pleased you're here. And Ariel has come all the way over from Colorado. So how is things in Colorado? Is it quite early for you at the moment? Uh, not, you know, honestly, with a toddler that woke up at 4.30 a.m. this morning, it feels like the afternoon. <laughs> the reason why I want to get you on was just to have a, a real deep dive around the work that you do. I understand that you've got your own gym and that you're you're a boxer and I've I've had a I've had a boxer on before but not a female boxer and I think mm-hmm. when, when we when we think about the women and and getting fit and that fitness there's a lot of negative misconceptions around that strength gaining strength and I just want to have a have a chat with you about that and just get a, that inside story from you so in terms of your mm-hmm. boxing and and getting into that and and that wonderful positive message that you bring now yeah. to, to help other people how did that start what what first triggered that interest for you so um I guess teen angst <laughs> so this was when I was younger my um I begged my parents because all my friends were doing karate so I was 12 and I begged my parents to put me into karate because I did have a lot of pent-up um anxiety and angst just from middle school bullying and so they thought, well, 
her grandfather was a boxer. So let's try this out. My mom still makes sure that everybody knows that it was her idea to put me in. <laughs> she is so proud of me now that, that I've continued it. And yeah, so she put me into just some, some private training. And then I just started doing a bunch of clinics with the adults. I didn't care because I absolutely loved it. I love the, I loved and still love the form of expression. The mm-hmm. fact that not only when you get to hit something, you get to basically yell at the same time. Cause that's how I have to do it. Cause I have exercise induced asthma. So I go, Hush! you know, so you have to get that. Um, and funny enough, yeah. I'm a tennis player too. So it's like, you know, all that, ha, ah, you know, that's, that's behind it. So I guess I just like to yell as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's when I started, but then I only did it for a few years. And then, like I said, I'm a tennis player. So I got back into that, but then it was in college that really got me back into it. Um, when I was just going through a dark time, uh, made some wrong choices with a significant other. And I needed something to pull me out of that, to bring me, bring myself back into my own sanity. And one of my professors actually in my, for a literature class, she had introduced herself and said, so I also own an MMA gym. And I was like, huh, maybe this is my sign to get back into this. I had never done MMA before, but I was like, you know what? I, I need some form of expression here. You know what I need? Cause I didn't even look for it for fitness. That's, that's not how I started out. It was more like almost like therapy for myself. Yeah. And, um, so then I, at first she was a little apprehensive. She was like, well, I'm her professor. I don't know how to go about this. But um, because she was much younger too. Um, she was 26 when I met her and I was 20. And so, but then she was like, you know what? Come along. And of course, the first day I'm there and I get to throw her down onto the mass. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I understand what you're talking about, where you were a little <laughs> apprehensive. But then it ended up creating an even deeper bond with that. And she really helped me not only through that, like that was my first outlet. I was like, okay, I need some form of expression. But then she just really took me under her wing and gave me just so many tips just for nutrition and just mental clarity and all of that. And that's how I really got back into it. And I started sparring and fell in love with that. And then I transitioned into being a teacher after college, but I wanted to keep doing this. And I realized, so I moved to a small town, um, Aspen, Colorado, and nobody had that there. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start my own gym. Wonderful, and wonderful. Create my own community there, and, and that that sounds amazing. That you've gone through all of that as a mm-hmm. child, really wanting that, and then I mean yeah. that, that ability to be able to release that that repressed anger, um, yeah, that real positive side of that. So I just want to unpick that a, a little a little bit with you. Back when you was younger, and everyone was mm-hmm. doing everything other than getting in really physical and and doing that. When your friends weren't choosing to do those things, how did that feel? Actually, I brought one of my friends with me um, a few times and she did enjoy it. I honestly, I prefer that it was just me. <laughs> yeah. Like I really enjoyed that this was my thing to do rather than our thing to do because that's what helped me kind of uh, gain my own voice because mm-hmm. growing up, I was kind of a pushover and and, mm-hmm, and friends would, they would acknowledge that and be like, oh, you know what? I think I can get her to just kind of, I can use her. And so, yeah, it was unfortunate, but I'm just so thankful that I found this and that my parents put me into it and that I 
was able to discover my own voice to be able to speak up for myself. So I enjoyed that it was just me. I think that did help me be like, okay, I am my own person and I can stand up for myself. Yeah. And when when we think about those times that we need to have that voice, mm-hmm. we need to put ourselves forward and then we can find ourselves getting into these relationships that are totally opposite to what you thought you would have expected getting to, even though you, you know, mm-hmm. you've got that confidence, you've got that voice. Yes. And it makes you wonder how, how that how that can happen. However, I'm so pleased that you was able to to recognize that and, and lift yourself up and out of that. In those moments that you did find yourself quieting down in that negative mm-hmm. relationship, did it feel that that instant thing was to go back to that that box and to go back and, and read? Not that? initially. No. Yeah, no, not initially because it was it was a slow process. My my significant other at the time had uh, very narcissistic tendencies. And I love that you brought that up because I was like, yes, that's exactly what was going on. And it was a very slow process where he basically was a leech and just started draining me. So because it was such a slow process, I and I was such an open and trust or I still am but I but I do know how to read things better. I've learned to trust my intu- my instincts and intuition. But because um because I'm such a an open person and loving, compassionate even though yes, I do love to fight, I do appreciate being open and compassionate that I I allowed it to happen because I was like, "Oh, it looks like this guy needs help and I want to be the one to help him." And it was actually initially two of my very good friends at the time when, because it it actually led to the point where I was very physically sick. My whole body was completely um, denying him and um, trying to like tell myself, okay, if you don't do something, we're just going to, we're just going to shut down. So it was, it was very scary. I actually had to go to the hospital from it. So that moment, that's when my friends were like, okay, you need to do something. You know, we're, we're going to literally take you to the hospital because my, my boyfriend wasn't going to take me to the hospital. He didn't care. Um, they took me to the hospital and then, and then actually it was my aunt. My aunt's a wonderful person. So she lives just an hour away from where I went to college and I stayed with her a whole weekend. She's a fitness instructor, funny enough. So she actually we did class after class after class in one whole day and then went climbing, rock climbing afterwards. And I was like, wow. wow, God, this feels good. And, um, but if it wasn't for my friends that initially pulled me out and we're like, okay, now we're going to drive you over and, and you're going to talk to this guy and you're going to break up with him right now. Like we're going to stay in the car. We're going to be supportive of you. And then you come right back and it's going to be done. Don't worry. We got your back, you know? So, but then I think it was finding out from my aunt too, that I can rebuild myself through that fitness, that that's where I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I do need an outlet. I really do need yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you've been in that, that low place and mm-hmm. in that, that confidence has gone, you know, everyone can look for different places, can't they? When they get into that low place, some people it might be food, some people, it might be mm-hmm. drugs or smoking, but, but the rush mm-hmm. that you can get from, from exercise is that, is that speed of, of that drug so I just wanted to mm-hmm. talk a bit about that that with you you know you've, you've made yeah. how did it feel for you back then when like you said you, you did that exercise you you, mm-hmm. you climbed that that mountain how did it feel for you did it just feel that you'd, you'd made that switch 
in that moment. Just so invigorating, just incredibly invigorating and empowering both of those. You know, I, I was as the most sore I've ever been in my entire life the next day when I was like, yes, let's do that all again. <laughs> you know, and I was hooked. Um, I'm not saying that, that it was all uphill from there, you know, then, um, I did go into like, this was prior to me finding that gym. That's when I did the the MMA gym. I did go into, you know, maybe, maybe alcohol is going to calm my nerves. I will, you know, it definitely, I mean, college, um, it's, it's everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this will help, you know? So then that's when I did gain about 20 pounds from, from that depression and anxiety and numbness that happened after my panic attack. As everybody says, success is not a straight line. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. But then when I did get back into it, it, I had that same invigorating feeling. I was no longer feeling numb anymore. And it was the MMA and the boxing that did it. I tried all other forms of exercise when I hit that numbness and nothing did it. But there was something about not only that, like I said, that form of expression, but the fact that you have to be so present for this sport that if you do, if you start letting your mind wander at any point, you could get injured. Yeah. If you're, if you're actually in front of someone that, um, that you are sparring with. So it, it's amazing how it centers you. Mm, it's you have to stay present. Yes. Yeah, this boxing has, has really been such a wonderful, a wonderful thing to be able to focus on, to to get into that focus state, and then to to help other people. And it's fantastic that you you've got your own gym, and and that's what you're doing now. And I, and I just wanted to talk to anybody that's listened to this podcast today that is is thinking about doing something doing something different. And I know I've spoken on the podcast before because um, I, was, I grew up around wrestling. Um, around watching people fight, that's what we did in mm-hmm. our sort of on a Saturday. That that's what we did, and and that was our um, our go to as a, as a family. That I think that's probably one of the things that we would all sit around the TV and really really excited about. But people that maybe have not tried this have have, have only probably just gone to the gym and worked out. Mm-hmm. What benefit? What one benefit could you say would really help somebody that is looking to lose weight and to mm-hmm. to look into to get that that feel good? factor just like you've just explained there where do you think would would be a good starting point to even take that Mm -hmm. step towards that so one of the biggest pieces of advice that I can actually give is that try like literally just show up to a boxing gym choose a boxing gym and you will be so amazed because boxing gyms it it can be so intimidating that's the point that's the part where where people are normally like oh god I want to try this but you know, it's fighting and it just seems so, so tough and aggressive. You know, I just don't know how I'm going to be treated there. You will be absolutely amazed how welcoming boxing gyms really are because as fighters, we have been there at that starting point and we have been humbled to the core and we know what it's like to start off new. So we get so excited to start somebody else off at that same point. It is very, a very exciting time. So my biggest piece of advice is find a gym that, that appeals to your nature, you know, because there are different styles, you know, you can do it for fitness. You can go to gyms that do competitive and you don't just have to go to competitive gyms to compete. They do train anybody, 
But if you are more into fitness, then do that as well. You know, if that sounds a little bit less intimidating, then sure, go ahead and try that. But I guarantee it will be one of one of the most welcoming places you enter. Wonderful. I'm just think listen back to what you said there about trying a gym. There's a there's a local gym to where I live, about five miles yeah. away. And it is literally a, a really rough and tumble kind of kind of gym. Mm-hmm. Um and it was yeah. mainly mainly men in that gym. But even so, there was like really welcoming, um yeah. really, really welcoming. And and a lot of it was was hard. And I, I can remember getting into the ring. Imagine like a circle of people mm-hmm. around a ring, and then part yeah. of the circuit was to get into the ring, get your gloves on, and and start to punch at this this guy. Yeah, I was like six foot four, you know, you know, like <laughs> it's like the you know, just punch. I'm like, I, I, I can't, and I felt so scared to do that, and I did in the end. But just that, it's strange, isn't it? Just that, can't this? This is a violent act to, to do that. Yeah, I didn't feel like uh-huh. it was in my nature. I, I, I felt, yeah. Felt okay um, to do the spa on the pads, but mm-hmm. it, at the point that he's like, "No, hit me," as in hit me. Yeah. The that to me felt felt really. I don't know. Kind of felt wrong. I I, I just I held right. back at that point. So uh-huh. how did you push push through that point when you're in that ring? Well, then you get into that point of the actual fight. Do you feel uh-huh. that see your opponent as just an just an object, just a goal to get through? How do you kind of, I won't say disassociate from that person, but how do you emotionally detach so that you can really focus? Well, something that I tell people, especially people that are interested in fighting and they first spar with me and they're afraid to hit me. I say, when you're in there, that person standing across from you wants to do harm. Like they have intent to hurt. And if you don't, then you yourself are going to get hurt. So this goes into like, I, why I started competing was actually more of one to become a better coach, but two, so that I could learn what it's like to turn that adrenaline on and harness it. So I could use it in a self-defense form because in self-defense, there, there are three different types of fights. There's one, are you willing to actually hurt someone? Are you willing to actually, um, to, are you willing to actually start throwing your punches, throwing your elbows, throwing your knees? This is of course self-defense, but in boxing, are you willing to actually throw and land something on someone? And then two, the actual fight itself, you know, the techniques behind it. And then in self-defense and boxing, actually the ability to then calm down and kind of reassess what just happened. So you're talking about the very initial part. So funny enough, so I didn't ever really have an issue with that I really enjoyed hitting people um <laughs> so <laughs> so that was never really an issue for me <laughs> and so if you're willing if you're if you do enjoy hitting so this is talking to the other kind of other side uh but if you do enjoy hitting people and you want to hit them you've got to be willing to hit get hit back it's not just throw 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 without taking you know when you are learning to to actually throw and hit someone, and this is your first time, you got to think, one, the person in front of you is very well equipped. You are not going to hurt them. Okay. They know what they're doing. They're not like some random person at gym being like, try me. You know, they're, they're trying to teach you. They're trying to help you. And then most of those people are, are either very professional with it, or they are like myself, active fighters, where if you're if you're coming at me and you're hitting me, the the harder you hit me, 
the better prepared I get for my next fight. You know, so there's that as well. So there's so many elements to that, that I really hope that people understand and think of it. Like the last part I want to say is it's just fun. Have fun with it. It's a Mm -hmm. dance. It's an art. It's a chess match. Go for those targets, you know, have fun with your movement. How do you move around this person? How do you set up certain targets by, by first hitting the glove, then going down to the body? Then that opens something up to the head. It really is such a dance. Like when two boxers are fighting each other and they are just looking beautiful, you say, oh, wow, those two people are great dance partners. You know, that's, that's the way that you put it. And it really is such a dance. So that's why one of my new programs that I'm working on um, is all about a self-defense course that has, that is dance inspired. So that way, when you learn it, you look at it more of a, as a dance. Well, and then you are able to apply it as. And mm-hmm. my listeners generally are, are looking to obviously keep healthy, do the fitness. Yes. And, and, and lose the weight too. So in terms mm-hmm. of your, your new offering, is that an online offering that you've got there? Yes. Uh huh. So this is, um, it's not totally launched yet, but yes, it will be launching. It's called Core Strike and it's Core Shredding Dance Inspired Self-Defense. Fantastic. So for anybody mm-hmm. listening to this podcast episode, bear in mind that people will, will re-listen to these episodes. What I'm going to do is I'll, I'll take the link. And when this, mm-hmm. this is up and running, you can have the link. Perfect. And then if anybody's interested, you, you can just click on that. So I want to have a deep dive into that. So when it yeah. comes to that word core, <laughs> yes. that very word, word just scares the death out of me. So how is this different mm-hmm. to all of the gajillion workouts that we can see at the moment out there? Yeah. So at the core of both boxing and dancing, the biggest correlation between the two is rhythm, you know? So that's what, what this is really working and in dance and in fighting, you do need to have a strong core. I'm not saying like you need to have a six pack or anything. I'm saying that this core is stabilized. This is, yeah, no, this core is, is able to, um, to stabilize it's able to build confidence with the way that you walk the way that you move because core is not abs okay abs are only just you know that's the tip of the iceberg on on core okay core is um abdominals transverse abs it's obliques it even comes into your um into your low back and your upper back with those lats and i like to um even though it's technically not core i really also love working your glutes because what I mean your your core is nothing without your glutes and it is so important to have strong glutes for powerful hits when it comes to self-defense yes it can be sometimes being like oh gosh core you know like oh man I'm just I'm not going to be able to to laugh or sneeze or something you know because it's going to hurt so bad but honestly you know like is you have to so with with boxing and self-defense it's not like go like, you know, um, no pain, no gain, you know, go as hard as you can. It's train smart, then train hard, you know? So that's the way that this program is going to be. It's going to be train smart, then train hard. And funny enough, you won't even realize you're training that hard because it is set to a rhythm and it, it does feel very dance-like. So that way you're not overthinking, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Oh my gosh, this is so complicated. Mm-hmm. You're now just flowing and letting go and allowing yourself to, to learn these techniques kind of second hand while you're just having fun dancing yeah um and building up a strong core which i mean when 
like I, I felt it after having my toddler, um, after having my baby, I should say, you know, like having a a core that was a little bit more diminished Mm. from, from all of that. And, but then as I just started to build it up more and more, it was amazing. The confidence that I, that I got and the safety that I felt that the security that I could defend myself, but uh, not only myself, but my son. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. that must feel as a woman really empowering to be able to yeah. say that 100%. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the workouts that you do, yes, is it all um, lying on your back? So do you do a lot mm-hmm. of um, standing with the exercises or is it all? It's all yeah, it's, it's standing and on the floor. Yeah. So there's, um, so that way you start to feel comfortable in um, certain positions where you have to balance while standing and base out. Um, so it goes through the basics and then all the way down to feeling comfortable on the ground if you were put in that situation, because that is the most dangerous place to be in self-defense. Um, but I want to make sure that women can move properly and learn how to stand up properly from the ground in a safe manner, safe right. and secure manner, even if you do have injuries. So I was a teacher then a personal trainer, and then a boxing coach. So I have a lot of knowledge in modifications from my personal training days. So just to get back on track, we've just had a bit of a sneeze. And yes. shit, but we, we, we can yeah. forgive that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, um, for the first time, I'm, I'm trying to record these these episodes too like for, for YouTube or whatever, but I've just said, uh, <laughs> I don't like whatever I've got on my lips. I do it so much yeah. together I can talk but hey how you know it's all the yes. learning curve it's all a learning so sneeze away feel free <laughs> uh, I remember what I was talking about now uh, <laughs> nutrition that's it okay yeah so I did find it very helpful at the beginning so so that's when when I would meal prep and I would really and I would actually kind of log just to kind of discover what worked for me and what didn't and just to put everything like it's uh to be able to to visualize everything to be able to see what I had um eaten in that day and how I felt as well you know how are you fueling yourself because that's so important too um and then eventually I just didn't need to do that anymore because I'm more of an intuitive eater and I prefer that and it's it's less stressful as well. You know, I don't want to spend my time logging every single day. Um, but what I have found is so important is my sleep, my sleep routine that dramatically impacts my intuitive eating. So if I don't get a, a good amount of sleep, then I immediately like wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want like a cinnamon roll or something, you know, like I just want like to eat that and I'll eat like three. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, okay, I need to get better sleep, you know. So for me, everything is triggered by how I sleep. Mm-hmm. And so then that's where I have to sometimes allow myself, you know, I forgive myself after that. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. That did actually help me at that moment just because of how I was feeling. But okay, I'm gonna so we we have a nice vertical garden outside. I'm like, you know what? For lunch, I'm just gonna pick out some like make a salad out of what I have out there for lunch, you know, and then it did end up making me feel so much better than those cinnamon rolls, you know, forgive yourself if you go for that, um, for what you're craving at that moment. But then after that, you know, let it go, move on, and then just go for something that you know will make you feel good in the long run. And that's, that's so important. Deep, isn't it? 
interrupt sleep. Yes, gosh, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's sleep and hydration for me. Those two are what really drive my, um, my eating habits. Yeah. And now Mm -hmm. you tell me that not only have you got a toddler, not only do you own your home. And you train people yeah. in your box. You're now growing yeah. in your garden. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else that we've missed off? <laughs> you know, I like Beautiful. to have a busy life. I enjoy it yeah. because I think because I have ADHD and I'm proud of it. You know, I actually enjoy what it does for me. <laughs> I like being able to to jump from one thing to the next, but then what I really love is to build connections between that, which is why with fitness and nutrition, I love building the the connections between my boxing, my strength training, my sleep, my hydration, and my nutrition, all of that together. Um, you can't, like, if you want to have a well-rounded life, if one of those is off, then you're, it's something you're, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it or you're going to see it. Like I have a fighter that um, he actually lost um, in three months, no, four months, in four months, he lost 28 pounds just from, and I know that that's pretty extreme, um, but that's literally just because he, he decided like he was making very bad choices before he stopped drinking. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's the the next thing. Alcohol that as well, that Mm -hmm. dramatically influences a lot of things. My, my husband and I, um, we live a sober lifestyle. Um, and before that we, we definitely made a whole lot of other decisions based on health. And so it's amazing. This guy, he cut out drinking. He started taking classes with me. He started going running. He started eating better. Um, and he was drinking a lot of water, but he was like, why, like, why can I not shed this weight? You know? And he was, he was sleeping. Okay. You know, cause he doesn't need that much sleep. He was sleeping. Okay. And I was like, okay, how many days a week are you training? And he's like seven. I was like, that's why. That's why. Okay. You like, if you're, if you're like, okay, I'm all for this. I'm going to go gung ho. You got to remember that if you train hard, you have to recover harder. Otherwise your body goes into that stress mode and will actually retain weight because there's too much cortisol in your system now. Mm-hmm. So you have to let your body heal. So um, for those of you that don't really know, when you're working out, your muscles are literally tearing apart. Okay, that's why they're sore. <laughs> so you have to allow time for that scar tissue to to rebuild and regrow. And that's what makes, um, that's what creates that hypertrophy, growing, growing your muscle growth, um, having a, um, a, those toned muscles, all of that. That's what's important is like, you don't, you don't, you can't create muscle without, without a rest. And I like what you said. So cycling way back to the very beginning with you saying there can be a negative outlook to, to fitness and strength training. And I have a feeling you were talking about like maybe getting too bulky. That's what I took it as. So that is so not true. You can add, and that's what I love about boxing is that it does not bulk you. It is all about long lean muscles. Like when you're throwing punches, you have to fully extend and get that long, long reach. It's all about flexibility. And when you create muscle, you burn more calories at a resting state. 
So you will actually be burning more calories while you're sleeping if you have more muscle mass. Wow. That's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if that doesn't sell it, then I don't know what, what yeah. I think people want to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I totally relate to that, that, that burn. Literally, I've, I've just got back into running. I did, did my part run this, um, well, yesterday, and I can feel my legs, even like going up the stairs. But I'm going on another yeah. run tomorrow morning at, at uh-huh. the morning. But that, um, that's really interesting that you said not to, to overwork. So no, let's just talk about that 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 resting rate when it when it comes to boxing. When I when I went to that boxing gym, it was like the biggest workout, the mo- the most intense. There was no like warming up or coming down. Even like I wouldn't even describe it as a hit class. Even and, and it mm-hmm. hit classes can be, feel really intense. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what is it then about boxing that do, does burn up? that many calories that does burn up that much energy what 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 is the difference between boxing is it just that it's all cardiovascular well it's actually because it's cardiovascular and anaerobic so it's aerobic and anaerobic so you get a marathon or so you so you get many sprints within a marathon so that's why it feels like that because you're actually utilizing two the two systems that your body has aerobic and anaerobic and so that's exactly what you're describing there. So, so hit can, yeah, it can definitely be similar where it does feel very cardiovascular and anaerobic as well. Strength training sprints, you know, that's, that's anaerobic. Um, but there's something about boxing with the fact that you are also, so now those two some systems, but on top of that, the third thing that you're using so much that makes you feel absolutely exhausted is your brain. You have to think so much in boxing that I will have people going through just even like a reaction drill where they're just tossing a tennis ball, standing on one leg against the wall. They're like, why am I sweating so much? (laughs) You know, and it's because you're focused so much. So that extra element of having to think through things Mm -hmm. and analyze things at the exact same time is what takes you to that next level. So in hit class, you're given an exercise, you kind of master it after the first two, um, first two reps, but and you just go and go and go and you kind of like, you, you get to zone out in boxing, you zone in, you know, so, so you have to be so present and that's what gets you to that next level. And it does actually help you burn more calories. But on top of that, it is the impact. But that's, that's very much why it is so challenging. Because one, it's aerobic, two, it's anaerobic, three, your mind is involved, four, you're making impact or you're punching the air, which is twice as hard because when you're actually fighting, the the most um, tiring thing is actually to miss a punch. It's not to get hit because you're intending to actually hit something. And the fact that you have to catch yourself out in space, stop yourself, that deceleration instead of falling forwards and having to retract that that's extremely extremely um taxing yeah just just listen to this describe that how focus that is uh for somebody mm-hmm. with adhd um yes we thrive we, in this sport <laughs> yeah yes so so what you're saying is for, for people with adhd you feel that do you feel it's almost a way to block out the other thoughts because you're so so focused you feel it's almost like it yes. makes it itself isn't it like you're fully there that's yeah. that full focus. So those things that would normally occupy your thought process, mm-hmm. you, you, well, you're not giving that attention to those things. So, so people with ADHD, we 
constantly jump from one thought to the next so fast, you know, when we lose track of our thoughts with stuff like that, you know, and so that's exactly boxing. So boxing requires split second decision making. You have to be multitasking. You have to know where your feet are, where, um, like how set down are you? Where are your hands? Where are you throwing your punches? Then you have to worry about the exact same thing with your opponent. Where are your opponent's feet? Where's their head? Where's everything else? What punches are they throwing? And having to make that those quick decisions. God, my Lord, we love that. Because <laughs> it allows us to use So then our ADHD no longer becomes like a handicap. It's mm-hmm. actually what, what makes us better and stronger at this sport. So we thrive on it. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And I'm so pleased that you came on uh, for this podcast and that we've had Me a too. deep dive into that and learn about your course and the boxing. And you're clearly passionate, really, really passionate about mm-hmm. this. So for anybody that's listening today um, to this podcast, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. So right now I am at Lace Up Boxing Club uh, on social media. And so you can find me there on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, Give me, give me a message if you have more questions. Also from a coach, from a coach's standpoint that has been coaching a lot of fighters, but also has her own amazing coach. When you're looking to go somewhere, you can try out a few different gyms. Try that out and find a coach that really speaks to you. Because my, I, I don't know if I would have made it as far as I did in my boxing career um, without him, without, without Bobby. So he definitely, we, we just see eye to eye with so many things. So that's my next piece of advice is find a coach that you can fully trust and you just become on the on the same wavelength because it will really take you far. Because he took me um, through through a championship as well as winning fighter of the tournament, and I attribute all that to him. Um, so you will see all of that info on um, on my social media on Lace Up Boxing Club. And I would love to speak to any of you if you all have questions. Wonderful, thank you so much, and I'm so pleased that you thank came you. on. It's been a wonderful chat and take care thank you thank you so i'd love if you could go over and just support ariel over on instagram when she does complete the online offering which is going to be a combination of boxing along with dancing she's said that she's going to send me over the links and i can pop that within the show notes so if you go over and you're trying to find that and it's not there it's simply because she's not yet released that i know that's still it's still in the making i think this is a great offering to the world it's a great offering to people that are looking to lose weight because if you can get your head in that that great headspace and you're feeling that that positivity you've got that new purpose haven't you because you're connecting to that that physical and mental strength then that's going to really help you with your with your weight loss journey because weight loss is 99% mindset so by picking up something like like boxing by stepping back in that into that gym by getting that focus that is what's going to really really help you so put aside any any thoughts about being bulked out, ripped up or anything like that. Um, and like I said in the at the beginning, you know, go check out um, Ariel on my Instagram. And she, she is none of those things. She's, she's got a wonderful um, tone within her body. You'll see a, a muscle. She, she looks beautiful. Really inspirational. So thank you so much for tuning in. Wishing you a great week ahead. Thank you um, so much for the support that I've received being back recording the episodes. I, I really, really appreciate that. I truly appreciate that. And until next time, thank you and take care.